Welcome to another podcast of the Lord's Crusade. We will focus on building our faith in a time of crisis, part two. Just a little bit of information about our correspondence if you want to get in contact with us. Our webpage is thekingdomishere.com, thekingdomishere.com. And if you want to uh, email us, our email is kingdomnow1 at live.com. That's kingdomnow, the numeral one, at live.com. And you can find us, we have a group page, or actually a page, uh, Kingdom Now Ministries International on Facebook. So check us out. Here's our podcast already in progress. And we talked about the measure of faith, but I want to actually look at uh, some scripture. Where there was a, a situation that was not so ordinary, and it was actually extraordinary, that even caught Jesus attention and it's in Matthew 8 with the focus on verses 5 through 10 this is a time when a centurion a centurion was is a, is a Roman soldier and he approached Jesus and said my servant is at my house and he is sick. I would like for you to heal him. And Jesus' response was, I will go. But the centurion in turn said, don't go. I understand authority. You can speak and he can be healed because I speak to my men and they fall in rank. They fall in place. They follow the instructions. So, with that, shortly after Jesus said, I have not seen such faith even in Israel. So, here's the things that stood out about the centurion. First and foremost, he understood that Jesus walked in a certain superior authority where he could just speak it and it would materialize. See, now we're back to the speaking dimension. He believed, this is the centurion, this is another uh, part of what I believe happened with the centurion. He believed that Jesus' anointing was not restricted to having to manifest his power by appearing only. So he could stand where he is and that servant could be in another county and speak, Jesus would speak, and the power of God would manifest. So we're talking about the speaking dimension. Also, the centurion believed in the speaking dimension. And finally, he understood government kingdom, which goes hand in hand with authority. So what what kind of blew me away was in a translation in chapter in Luke, not Matthew, which is what we focused on, but in Luke it said that Jesus turned to the people following him. This is Luke's account, and told them directly 
that he has not seen such faith. What's the difference? Well, one translation, it, may, it seemed to me as if he was speaking out randomly. But in Luke's account, he looked directly at the people that were following him, which meant they stopped in their tracks. And he said, I have not seen such faith even in Israel, which actually was an indictment against Israel, which is representative of the church. So there are times when there are people who you think are not in the church, but they are actually operating in the authority and having the understanding of how the kingdom actually operates, knows the some of the laws, because this is what the centurion understood was a law. You don't have to come to my house. You can speak it. Jesus was totally impressed because the centurion understood how the kingdom operates. If that's all he knew, he knew that the kingdom operates from a long distance. There is no restriction. There's no limitation on the power or the authority of Jesus Christ and also in us because we're joint heirs and we carry the same anointing, the same authority, the same power. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to repeat this again. And Carolyn Clay, hello, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Faith does not involve the familiar things. That's why I brought up the centurion uh, encounter or account. Certain, certain unknown circumstances surface to cause your faith to grow. You can't increase faith with the familiar. Only new strategies from God will help you to advance. There are several people trying to pray away the pandemic because it's causing too much change from the familiar. God is measuring the whole world's faith. Those who are in the body of Christ, your faith is being challenged because crisis has come and you have to know what to do. I'm going to quickly share with you what you need to do. Not just pray, but declare. And speak and seek a strategy from the kingdom of heaven. Once you have the understanding that the Holy Spirit is the one who knows all, he has the strategy for you. Not for everybody else, but for you. If everybody fulfilled their own certain strategy, there would be a tremendous change in the earth. And the onus is on the body of Christ. Why would I say that? Scripture says that nature or creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. The manifestation, and what is the manifestation of the sons of God? Everyone walking in their assignment, fulfilling the strategies that have been given to them so that real change, real reform can come place, into play. Real justice will come into play. Because let me tell you something. The kingdom of heaven is the model. Nothing broken, nothing missing. 
If there's peace, peace in heaven, there should be peace on earth. So we got a lot of work to do. Because of the scripture says, let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Wow, we really need to seek for some strategies, each and every one of us, so that there shall be some real change. Wow. Let me go back to where I left. We all have been positioned to seek the Holy Spirit for new strategies of how to build. Some individually and even corporately. It will take faith to implement that heavenly strategic plan. It will take faith, assuredness, a belief, a, a, a confidence. I'm courageous that this is about to take place. See, the Holy Spirit can give you the strategy, but you got to implement it. And the only way it's going to be implemented is by faith because it's something new. I mean, there's many times, and, and I, I've been, you know, I've been one where I would get an instruction and I would delay because it sounded so huge, so big, so wide to fulfill. And I mean, I got to do this by myself. But once you take a step into that assignment, all of a sudden it starts to feel better and easier as you go along. It's it's. The feeling of, I believe, I'm just going to call it this, the law of obedience. Once you begin the assignment that God has given you, he begins to fulfill all that you need for that certain assignment. It only makes sense because he gave it to you. Let's move forward. Now, we talked about exercising faith a little bit earlier. Your belief system has to be expanded. To see that all things are possible in God. Now we can recite the scripture. All things are possible through God. But when the crisis comes. That's when you need to measure all things being possible. There are many, once again, that don't want change. I remember, you know, because I'm, of course, I'm a news re reporter. And... I remember there were several protesters that were protesting the governor because he had a stay-at-home order and they wanted to return back to work, return back to their businesses. And I understand that because you're losing money, but you can't put health behind economics. So there were several protests and what was really odd about the protests were no one was wearing any masks and they weren't social distancing. So it looked out and out rebellious. You want what you want, when you want it. And you still didn't get it. So apparently there was some faith displayed there in what they believed in. But sometimes we can put a lot of our, our faith in things that are not worth putting our faith in. And even in this season, there's so many things that we need to rectify. Let's look at a scripture. And this is a focus on faith. And I still think it's uh, part of our our, um, our title, building your faith for in a time of crisis. Matthew 8 and 26, 
And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So you don't ever want to be considered one with little faith. Just by Jesus making that statement to the disciples, it confirmed that everyone has a measure. But their measure was small. You don't want your faith to be small. So when the crisis comes, that's when you go into, if you want to call it prayer, I call it decorations, but you're still communicating with the Father. Father, give me the strategy for this crisis. It don't even have to be the pandemic. It could be something that's so personal to you. It could be a health issue. It could be a financial issue. It could be so many things that you consider a crisis. But there's an answer. And there's a strategy. And in order to hear that strategy, we must sometimes change the way we pray. I'm not even going to say sometimes. We have to change the way we pray. And what I mean by that is, when you are communicating with a person, you're, you should be waiting for their response. So, Seeking the strategy is when God responds back to you and gives it to you. I had an instance when, wow, it was, in, in my, my eyes, it was kind of like a crisis. I think it was 2008, I got laid off, was out of work for two years, but thank God unemployment was pretty decent for me because I was a manager when I was laid off. And I, um, was actually in Kansas City, Missouri, and I finally got a job at H&R Block at a call center. Not my skill set because I was a manager. So what took place in so many words, I worked my way from being a call center agent to HR because of my resume. They were going to downsize, so I ended up going to another company across the state lines to work as a recruiter. Long story short, apparently it was a pilot project because it only lasted for about three to four months, and I was laid off again. My strategy at that time, I didn't know it was to seek God for an answer, but I did. I, I went to God. I'm like, so what's going on? I've been laid off twice and within two, three years, and what's going to happen next? What's happening? What's going on? And I heard him say to me that you're going to get a job, and he told me where I was going to get a job because I already applied to the place. It was not that mystical. I already applied to the place. And he also said, you're going to do more of my work. Not understanding what that meant, but I understand now. And I believe there was a third thing I can't quite remember, but the job was the one that I was really focusing on and doing his work, of course. So, I sought the Lord. He gave me a strategy. I made the time to listen for his response. And that's what we have to do. We have to take the time to listen for his response. No longer 
going to God with a laundry list of what you need because you already know what you need. I mean, as far as your food, job, all this and that. I went to him asking for a strategy. What do I do next? That's different from asking for a new car <laughs> or for a husband or a wife or those things. He already knows what you need. But if you ask him for a strategy, that's a whole different piece. Ask him for a strategy and watch what happens. Even if you're going through a health crisis right now, ask him for a strategy and see what happens. I guarantee you, you'll get a response because you're seeking his strategy. Now keep in mind, the Holy Spirit knows all. Don't discount that. Don't overlook that. He's willing and waiting for you to ask him for a strategy. I, I used to listen to the passage that said, you have not because you ask not. It's not about asking for things. It's about a strategy. When Let's go back to the Old Testament when the Israel, Israel army was about to go in or wanted to go into an enemy's camp. And what did they do? They inquired of the Lord. They inquired. They asked for a strategy. And God gave them a strategy. He would tell them, no, you will not go in. They will turn, they will turn on one another and kill one another. That was a strategy. Do nothing. I will do it. So, and that also lets us know that so many times we're trying to work our own strategy and we end up in a worse state because we're doing something that we're not even commissioned to do as far as coming out of something. And here's another one that I, I just thought of the other day. There's many people de depending on the government to help them. I'm not against that, but any type of help from the government is short term. You need a long term strategy from the kingdom of heaven that will cause you to flourish, cause you to elevate. Yes, that's what you need. A long term strategy during a pandemic. Do you know that every single household in the world is going through uh, some type of change? I call it uh, a automatic fast that we went on. Those that are accustomed to looking at sports, you're not looking at sports anymore. Those accustomed to going to the park or going to the grocery store and it's a short line, those days are over. We have a whole different world right now. Even when things open up, it's going to look totally different. It's going to look totally different and people are going to operate differently. Personally, I don't think we're ready to open back up because there's not too many people in compliance with social distancing. I think people need a measuring stick to find out what six feet is, especially when I'm in the grocery store. I'm like, this guy is all over my back. What's up? You know, so <laughs> then again, maybe some people didn't do well in math. I, I don't know, but social distancing and if I see somebody without a mask, it's like, what are you doing? What 
were you under a rock or something when all this was going down? I, so we're not ready. Therefore, because others aren't ready, you need a strategy to avoid confrontations because there's going to be confrontations because there's always going to be someone that's not in compliance. We know that in the world, just looking at the news, those who are not in compliance get arrested. Well, some are in compliance and get arrested too, so we got to enter that in because that's a, a truth. Let's continue. Wow. Now, one thing that um, I did in this ministry was doing conducting exercise in case I got a couple examples when we were in Kansas City that's when the ministry really really kicked off and um, how we exercise our faith when I say our I'm talking about my wife for Veronica we we actually practice some things there was one instance I remember we were looking at Sid Roth and Sid Roth had some uh, minister on that was would pray for someone's ankles and I think one limb was longer than the other and he spoke over speaking dimension spoke over the ankle and that person's ankle extended and it lined up properly with the other ankle so when this person stood up and walked they were walking correctly well there was a time I was at home I noticed that my arms were, one seemed to be longer than the other. And I said, Veronica, could you just put your hand on my shoulder and, and speak over it? And she did, and we watched the one arm extend out slowly. So that's what I call exercise your faith. You've got to do something you've never done before. It can't be the familiar. It's got to be something out of the ordinary. And one of the things that really kicked our ministry off when we were in Kansas City is we went and ministered at emergency rooms. Well, we went to where the sick were. And it was a whole different type of ministry because everybody needed to see the doctor. And could you imagine if you were sitting there waiting to see the doctor and someone approached you and said, uh, I believe God can heal you right now. There was one young man, I'll never forget. I'll just talk about this one instance. There was one young man, I forgot what was ailing him. It was pain. I forgot where the pain was coming from. And I spoke over his body. And he looked at me and said, do I really need to go see the doctor? Now, if you have to ask me that, that means your pain is gone. <laughs> and I told him, for confirmation, you probably need to just go and see the doctor. He's waited all that time. Go see the doctor and he would confirm that the pain is gone, that whatever issue was there is no longer there. And um, wow, that just blew me away. So that's those are instances of exercising the faith. So by exercising faith and seeing all those things take place in emergency rooms, it built my faith, my confidence level up to the point where I believe God can heal anybody at any time. And now with this speaking dimension in place where I can speak over an issue and I'm hoping that there's somebody that's here that's viewing or will view this later that has some type of 
challenge in their physical body or in their emotional state that when I speak and say, let wholeness have its perfect way, that that thing is eliminated. It's gone. See, one thing about the woman who once had the issue of blood, when she was made whole, she was no longer sick anymore. Not with the issue of blood. She was made whole. Whole is nothing broken, nothing missing. And everyone that I have been able to minister to with the wholeness dimension, their life is transformed. Not just in their physical body, but once they learn to begin to speak and declare, I need this new home. I declare this new home in Jesus' name. You said that I will, you will provide all of my mm, needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So that's a promise already made. So why I got to pray? All I'm going to just say, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree with the promise. I agree with breakthrough in my life. I agree that all the stripes that Jesus took on was for every sickness and disease, and I agree that I'm healed. Not, Lord, I got a bad back, and it's just been oh, sending me through. I'm going through. No. Declare it. Declare it. Speak it into existence. Declare it. Line up with God's promise and see what happens. And see what happens. Well, I'm going to get get going in a minute, but I, I want to go over one, 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 one more scripture. It's in Luke 22. And it's about exercising your faith. The Lord told Simon, Behold, Satan have desired to have you and sift you as wheat. But I pray for thee that thy faith fail not. When thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. That's a powerful statement. Because when I didn't have revelation, which meant I didn't have the Holy Spirit, <laughs> I read that scripture. Why didn't he come to Peter's rescue? He's going to tell him that the enemy wants to sift them as we. I know that's a heads up, but I mean, why does he have to go through all that? And you can just come to the rescue, Jesus. That's what everybody else in the church was saying. Jesus is going to fix it. You know. But let's look at this closely. He gave Peter the answer. He says, the enemy desired to sift his wheat. But I pray that your faith is strengthened. What does that mean? you got to exercise your faith. And what does he have to exercise his faith with? The next few words. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. So in other words, you are going to overcome this obstacle. That's what he was telling him. You are going to overcome, and when you overcome that obstacle, help your brothers out. Because you'll be strong enough to help them. Because you were able to exercise your faith. Build yourself up. Build yourself up everyone else. So once again, as I started off saying, 
a crisis, a pandemic, emotional trauma from the George Floyd murder is designed to build your faith. Crisis is designed to build your faith. Many people had to use their faith even when everything was shut down, when you had to stay at home. You had to find a whole new way to go about your day. If you had to work at home, like I did, had to work at home during day, work at home during night. So it was a whole lot of faith that had to be exercised in this household. But at the same time, I saved a lot of money. That's another, another thing. Instead of driving downtown and parking downtown, I mean, those are some of the benefits that came from it. But I had to use my faith. Yes. So with that, I, I, I believe I'm about to wrap up. I want to give some information to those that don't know a whole lot about Kingdom Now Ministries International. Got to put that in. International. I got some confirmation. We were looking at uh, a podcast that we have out. And it's like 14% of the people that listen to the podcast are in, is that Germany? Germany. So, that's a confirmation on international, even though I knew that before then. That's just another confirmation. Um, our website is thekingdomishere.com. You can look and see uh, what our curriculums are, our teaching uh, curriculums are. Uh, you, if you want to sow a seed to the ministry, there's a PayPal app there that you can uh, utilize. And uh, we also are on Facebook. We have a group page. It's private. So if you want to join that, you can. Uh, we'll be glad to, uh, if you want to join and you submit a request to join, and we'll be glad to bring you aboard. Also, we have a new page on Facebook. It's a our official page, Kingdom Now Ministries International as well. But the difference is, I believe the logo is blue. So if you're looking for it and you see a blue logo, that's what you get. That's that's the new one that we're uh, establishing, and we're we're thankful for all those that have already joined, uh, that accepted the invites because we're about to do some great things uh, with the push of the speaking dimension. I want to stay with that because it's something that a lot of churches aren't teaching, but it's effective. Don't you want something that works every single time? Don't you? And God has it for you. And I'll continue to teach it as he gives it to me. I got so many notes on this, it's, it's just unbelievable. But it's just a great feeling to see people receiving breakthrough and permanent breakthrough on top of that. So, um, what else? I gave the Facebook page, the, the website, I just gave that. Uh, if you want to email us, correspond by emailing, our email is Kingdom now one the numeral one at live.com kingdom now one the numeral one at live.com and within two weeks we'll come back and do another teaching with a focus totally on the speaking dimension so I wanted to focus on faith this time 
so that you can get built up, get encouraged. If you want notes, please inquire. I'll be able to get you some notes from what was said today. And if you want to correspond, feel free. Inbox, communicate, questions, comments, breakthroughs, testimonies. Our email again is kingdomnow1 at live.com. God bless you. Well, before I go, I'm going to speak again. Yes. Before I go, I want to speak again. There may have been... See, being in radio, you understand that people listen at certain times and other people listen at other different times. So for those that just joined maybe mm, 15, 20 minutes ago, I use the speaking dimension to speak over people with certain illnesses. But right now, I'm just going to speak in general. And because I speak in general, what's going to take place, there's going to be breakthrough in the areas of health challenges and breakthroughs in the areas of emotional challenges. Let wholeness have its perfect way. In Jesus' name, amen. Those that are experiencing breakthrough right now, I would lo love to hear your comment. I would love to hear your testimony. I would love to hear or, or even read your testimony. Go ahead and inbox us. Give us information about that because God is not respective of a person. Suddenly experiences happen all the time. Instant breakthroughs happen all the time. So we look forward to the next teaching. It'll be, in, it'll be two weeks from today. And we will focus on the speaking dimension and teaching you how you can speak things into existence, breakthroughs into existence, healings, transformations into existence, and even teach your children how to do the very same thing. So for generations and generations, there will be breakthroughs. And it's just because it's a law, a kingdom law that God has implemented in the earth realm so that we may utilize it to see change, to see transformation, so that we live that abundant life that he promised us. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We look forward to uh, teaching you again. Our focus next time will be the speaking dimension. Thank you so much.